This is the Spraymakers Podcast, where Rossi and Trent discuss topics far and wide about water skiing. On this week's show, listen as they talk about open water skiing and the rhythm and timing methods they have to give you the best free skiing experience. What, what sucked me in was just watching my dad and, and friends go back and forth and being so happy and the rush you get doing it. You know, as, as, as you and I being professional course skiers getting, su- you know, we, we've been sucked into the vortex and, and for any of you free skiers that haven't tried a course, it's even worth jumping on a plane and going somewhere, obviously when, when it's safe, but going somewhere to, to do this, because once you get a little taste of that, it, it definitely uh, crazy add, fun. adds to the crazy fun factor of what you're already loving. Um, but getting back to what we were talking about before, you know, the, Free skiing within the parameters of the course is how I believe that uh, everyone should ski if they're a course skier. So, um, you know, when you don't have those that restriction of the buoy, uh, you, you tend to be a much more rhythmic skier, a much more polished skier. Like you're putting the equation together without even really having to think about it because there is no time, time crunch to that. So I love the idea of going out and making turns. I mean... The family and I are heading up to uh, up to Bear Lake here next week, and gonna go have some have some fun on the big open water, no course, you know, and uh, yeah. still bring still bringing the skis, you know, and getting out there and making turns. And for all of you uh, course skiers that either haven't free skied in years or never free skied because you grew up on a lake that had buoys, it will make you a much better skier uh, to be able to go out there and tightrope uh, tightrope turns and, and, um, you can build more endurance. You know, there's no reason to take six passes and stop. I mean, I think that would actually look really awkward if you went out and, <laughs> and you pulled out for your gates and you did your six buoys and then you stopped on this big open lake, you know? So you and I have been lucky enough to be part of <laughs> lots of photo shoots that didn't require yeah. or didn't want to have, have buoys. And, and so I figured let's, let's just have a talk about, about, how you and I would approach this about maybe some things that our free skiers could highlight. Um, and then maybe some yep. things that our court yep. skiers could learn from, from free skiers. 100%. So I, I think, you know, like you, given that it's free skiing, given that there's no rules and given that there's no parameters, I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be presumptuous, but, but I still think, you know, most skiers goal is that they want to run fast, smooth, powerful, uninterrupted lines, right? They want to fall into this nice rhythm where they, they're getting great angle early. They're getting into that nice, powerful stack. They're, they're swinging through the wakes and they're able to cast out into another powerful, smooth tightrope turn, right? You know, so I think it's probably safe to say for 90% of freeze gears, that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? They're looking for that swing, that rush, that, that real symmetry in their approach. Um, and, and, the crazy thing is, you know, if we're, we're going to focus mostly on rhythm and timing, uh, the crazy thing is, is just like course skiers, it's that initial setup that, that dictates your potential to, to start with that rhythm anyway. You know, with, with free skiing, because you can make 20 turns, you can start to eke out a little better rhythm as you get down. But, but it's still the same thing. If you start with the wrong rhythm, you're going to start with some, some, some loose line turns and it's going to be hard to iron it out. And, and so that's why, you know, liking this back to course skiing, I, you know, I, I'm always quick to tell people when we're working on their setup that, 
it's the gates, but it's not really the gates. It's way bigger than that. It's, it's way bigger than that. And I'll even tell them like, if I, you know, when I do get the opportunity to work with free skiers, we start on the same approach and, and that's, you know, whatever side um, of the wake you want to start on, you know, don't make the mistake of, of slowly creeping out not getting very wide and not getting, you know, generating speed that's going to deliver you up high and, and, and faster than the boat. Um, make that first pull out your very first, you know, I'm just going to call it your setup pull out. Um, the first cut out from the wakes, make that one with, make it with, you know, what you deem is perfect body position. So that's like a nice stack or, or you know, or whatever's guiding you at the moment, pull out with, with a sense of purpose, um, create some upward swing. So you're up beside the boats and roll in on before you're, you've slowed down and the boat's gotten ahead of you. You know, it, it's, it's that first cut <clears throat> out that's going to determine how much angle you have the potential to build on the way in and, and, and how secure you can get in that nice stacked hips up body position before you get into the load. And, and that, that first, that first setup is everything in terms of setting up your potential rhythm. Uh, couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, to, to dumb that down just a little bit, I think the ultimate goal is, you know, to be yeah. committed, to be committed to that first cut that you're going to make out yes. to the side, be committed right from the start, get a nice like lean that. in there when you, when you, that, and then, and then, you know, you, your ideal target there is to be up on the boat. Let's just say you're, getting into that 80 to 90 degrees up on the boat. So when you look over, the boat is next to you. It's not way out in front of you. You know, mm -hmm. we don't want that yeah. rope being, if we don't get high enough on the boat, uh, beside the boat when, when we're up there, then the rope's tight. It makes it really hard to make a, a good turn and then and, and a good acceleration, which is then going back into what you're saying is that this, this first cut really, really sets up your your rhythm for the ability to build speed and speed and timing for what's about yeah. to come. So now the big question is, I think that as course skiers, you and I have this vision of pulling out there, like we're going to glide for our gates, yeah. you know, and that we're going to be with two hands on at this 80 or 90 degree degree realm. And I think that that as a course skier is a very normal thing. I'm really I mean, if you're a free skier, I think you're going to pull out, you're going to let go of that rope and you're going to make a, a one-handed turn to start your rhythm. Yeah. And, and I'm totally yeah. cool with all of that. doesn't really matter. I think the, the nope. biggest thing is to make sure that you give a good enough cut that you get up into that 80 to 90 degree realm on the boat, or maybe, you know, maybe it's 75 to, to 85 degree, you know, I mean, 90 degrees is, yeah. op is optimal, but I mean, we're not going to, we're probably not going to get to that place. But, but the, the general idea is that you get up on the side of the boat. Like if you're way behind the boat, you're going to basically be drugged down the lake and you're going to have to fight for every move that you make. And so exactly. in order to set yourself up for better success, I think you were, you were spot on on that one, Trent, where it's just be committed to that lean on that first cut, get out there, whether you're two hand or one hand, make sure you're up on the boat find that nice smooth turn and then get going. So, you know, yeah. we, we think yeah. about a swing. We want to, if we could, you know, if you're sitting on the bottom of a swing with no energy, if we could, I wouldn't mind just somebody grabbing me from behind on that swing, pulling me up to 90 where the rope, the chains are tight and then letting go. And the closer yeah. to that you get, the easier it is to keep that rhythm going. If you only pull that swing up a quarter of the way and let go, 
Where is that swing going to want to go on the other side of the wake? Just outside the wake, and then it dies out. And so, you know, that that's where I think you were getting on 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 that realm. And then, um, so why don't you take it from there? Like, okay, so you ripped yeah. out, you got out there up, like that. up on the boat, and and now what? Now now what? Yeah. Are we so, doing? and I think that I think yeah, and I think you said it perfectly. I don't think we need to dive too deep and be committed on that first cut out your first setup cut set up cut um so what's going to happen is you're now you're committed you're going to you're going to create some nice speed on that first cut out to the side of the boat um and then recognize that like as you as you come out of that cut and you start gliding you know onto a flat ski or onto that inside turning edge you're still going faster than the boat at that point Mm -hmm. so your your objective now is just to ride that swing up on that tight rope and that swing analogy works really good here and the and then as you slow down to match the boat speed that's when you're going to start that turn in and and think of it again like a swing you know like you can't be going down while you're still going up, if you will, right? So it's the same thing in, in skiing. You can't be coming through the turn until you've, until you've swung to that peak. There's a momentary pause when you and the boat are going the same speed. Now it's your job to turn and ride that swing back down again. Um, if, you, if you aren't committed on that first cut out, that you're going to have problems creating that turn during that. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to have that momentary pause to, to, to turn and get your, your, yourself into, into position. So, so just interrupt, um, just interrupt two, for, for yeah. one second. So the layman terms of what we're talking about is when you're swinging up on the boat, there is a moment at which you and the boat seem like you're going the same speed. You actually are going the same speed yes. and that's your moment to make your turn. Whether that be yes. a fourth skier and they're turning in for their gate, whether that be a free skier that that is has no parameters, the moment that you're skiing up on that boat and you and the boat feel like you're matched, turn. That's when it's yes. time. Okay, go ahead. Now you have ma- no. That's great because it is, and it's like, dude, just even like you saying that, I I, I get like these, like this this sensation of yes, it's time to turn. Like just just me even like just feeling that envisioning that momentary pause it gets me like it gets like gives me like goosebumps i'm not like i can't i can't even make that up because it's just like it's that it's that moment that i've been seeking for 20 years well i didn't know about it 20 years ago but it's that moment i've been seeking for like 10 years of that optimum time to turn in on the gate and it's just like it's so rewarding so it's the same thing when you're free skiing yes there's gonna be that momentary pause where there's just like this equilibrium this harmony if you will and the reason why it's important to start that turn back across the lake at that point is because that's going to give you the maximum amount of time and space to complete the turn and get into your stacked or into your cutting position right if you if you if you miss that opportunity the boat starts getting ahead of you you're actually getting closer and closer to that that load zone or that point where the boat is going to be tugging on you without actually having you know, advanced your ski under the rope or even started the turn. So that little, that moment of free fall, floating, equilibrium, harmony, silence, whatever, however, you know, however you internalize it, start your turn and get into position as quickly as possible. Um, okay. From there, like now, now we've, now we've got this perfect little setup. What's going to be the next culprit that, that, you know, potentially cause that loose line turn that, that we see too, too often, even in free skiers. Well, I mean, it's, it, Loose line in turns to me always comes back to trying to ski on a path that the handle can't go. 
And and for those of yes. you that are that have not been listening, this is a this is a huge huge key point to add into your skiing, and that is as the handle gets closer and closer to the wakes. I like to think of it as it's further and further behind the boat as it goes right directly behind the boat. Like if you drew a line from the pylon to the center of the wakes right there, every moment after you've passed by that center line, the handle is starting to curve up into the inside, up into the inside towards your next turn. If you want to try to get yourself wider by the, the idea that most people get is I just pull longer. I'll just pull longer. If I pull longer, I'll get out wider. Well, guess what? That handle is trying to arc to the inside, but your body is trying to fight to make it go more on a linear sideways line. Then what happens is a huge load gets put on the, put on the rope, which also goes to your body. You might see it in, a, in, in your skiing as your hips fall back right off the second wake or yes. just after the wakes. Your hips fall way back. Your body, your upper body falls forward. You, uh, what else can happen? You, you go from lean one way to lean to the inside really far, like almost scary, like falling over in the pre-turn, you know, like in, yeah. the, in that point after the wake. So, you know, in order to understand how to run on a tight rope that is that is very little or zero slack you have to understand and it goes back to exactly you just set everybody up the right way with your your previous discussion on making sure that we're up at that 85 degree or 75 degree line the moment we match that boat we commit to our turn hook into our cut okay now i want you to focus on a balanced uh, and balance means that it's a it's a cut in which you can handle it, that you can hold the position through the center line of, of the through the center of the wakes. For me, I think hold it to the, my strongest lean, my most focus on holding my lean. We've talked about this in previous episodes, making sure that your core is tight, meaning you've you've tightened your abs like you're about to get punched in the belly. You know, like when you come off that turn and you get into that stack, you want to keep that that belly tight, keep your arms straight, be in that nice lean, hardest lean by the first wake. And then we yep. want to start to commit to, to letting our body, upper body come up a little bit taller. That allows our ski to swing through. And then after the wakes, all the way out to that turn, really, you're just the weight on the end of the rope. You're just holding on with two hands, yep. gliding. I think in, in free skiing, I think a little more like off the second wake, just riding a, a flat ski with two hands attached. That's the that's the idea of the picture I get in my head. And I'm skiing yep. up on the boat. And then if, I, if you're a person who likes to let go of the handle, I let go of that handle. And the moment that the boat and I feel like we match, that's my turn. That's my that's apex. Turn that's again. my yes. turn again. So, and then, and then I drop in. So, and, that, and that's why, and therein lies, man, therein lies the challenge of course skiing. And I'm, I'm just going to keep going back there because, because it's just, this is, this is exactly what I use a lot. This is a really relevant uh, avenue of, of conversation for me when I'm coaching high level, high level people, well, any level course gears, high level included is, is, is the only reason why this gets tough is because you start letting the buoys dictate 
your rhythm, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's and it's exactly that. And and I think it's it's kind of cool in that you know the guy, you know, ripping down Jackfish Lake, um, you know, he's working on the same guy trying to run forty one off, and that's like that's not pandering. That's absolutely the truth. So yes, you're right. So I think so. You're talking about like you know as you cross through the center line, you know, without without relaxing, without letting your 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 body's structural alignment deteriorate. So like you said, just keep keeping your center super tight. That'll keep everything nice and straight. Just start coming off that cut. Start riding, you know, riding the or, or being the weight on the end of the swing. And I, and I think if you really respect the geometry of it, right? Let's say you're at 15 off. That means, you know, you're 60 feet away from the pylon. So as you come through the second wake, you know, slowly onto that flat ski, eventually onto that inside edge. You're just riding this 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 semicircle, right? This this outside circumference in relation to the pylon that should always stay sixty feet away. And if it stays sixty feet away, obviously the line's going to be cable tight. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so <clears throat> what's the, what's the? Oh, I'm, I'll start the biggest. So the big the biggest thing I see that that gets in the way of this when I do get to to. Um, coach free skiers one is like we already covered they neglect the importance of that setup cut two is is there they a lot of free skiers want to run a tighter rhythm than their speed allows right so they want to be they they you know because maybe they've watched some really good skiing or maybe they've watched you know freddie winter run 41 off and they and it it looks faster than it actually is so the common mistake I, I see people make even if they've you know step one and two have already been good is is they want to come back in on that turn before their speed has bled to the top of that swing and they've and they've got that momentary you know free moment again or that momentary pause or that momentary um that that spot of harmony you know so don't don't be worried about about trying to pack a hundred turns into into your quarter mile Right. Let your speed dictate your rhythm. You only match that boat's speed at one moment. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Yes. 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 Exactly. You come off the second wake, and let's say the boat's going thirty. You might be doing forty. You might be doing forty-two. So your job is to ride that semicircle arc. You know. So that's going to be that outward swing until your speed bleeds and there's that moment where you hit 31, 30 and a half, 30 and a quarter, 30, 29 Damn. and three quarters, you're turning back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and exactly. I think that's a, that's a, that's a huge thing to always be looking for, you know, um, a couple of things that, a couple of things that change the game um, and, and, and that can, can obviously uh, make some of this harder is that we, we do have to re- remember that a lot of us core skiers are skiing on high end slalom boats that have very small wakes. Um, yeah. And so we can confidently charge those wakes at, uh, at a hundred, hundred percent of effort, you know, or, you know, hundred percent confidence. And so when you start getting boats with bigger wakes, ones where, you know, um, obviously, you're getting more into your, your, you know, whether it's your, your big, it's just, a, it's a bigger wake. Okay. So let's go to yeah. bigger wake, uh, regardless yeah. of what it is. Um, couple things that, and this is really key for free skiers in general, if you're skiing behind small wakes or not, and this goes right back to, to my, my thing, like 
My first two rules of water skiing, arms straight, arms straight. Yeah, I say the same thing twice. Why? Because arms straight is so key to having all of this happen. If your arms yes. are straight, you can accelerate. Ooh, that's a new one. That rhymes. I like it. Um, I like it. <laughs> so if your arms are straight, you can accelerate. So so if your arms are bent, you're slow. And, you know, especially yeah. in that in that first, that first, you know, making a turn and going to the wake. So my most key thing you know i'm working on it with my my son who's skiing as well you know where you know he's 10 years old and so the wakes relatively are much bigger to him than they are to you and i and so we talk about arm straight arm straight like you gotta have the arm straight once your arms are straight you have balance and you have lean off the side of your ski The, the more in your in your cut from the turn to the wake that you bend your arms the more upright you are the more flat your ski is. So if you think about it, if you think about it from a from a physics standpoint, the flatter your ski is, the more it's going to want to act like a wakeboard would when it, when you're trying yeah. to jump the wake. You know, yeah. the more you have your ski rolled on edge, the more it's going to want to cut through like like us old school people like to call, you know, like like a knife through butter, you know, like you put it exactly. you put it you put that yes. edge it cuts right through it. So so then people say, "Well, the wakes are really big." And you're like, okay, well, if the wakes are really big, then your arms need to stay dead straight in your lean. And then once you have your arms straight, then you don't have the pressure on your lower body. It's really what I talk talk to people about is think about your legs as shock absorbers. So we're going to have our night. We're going to come off that turn. We're going to let that arm out. We're going to be leaning on the boat, but I am not trying to lean so hard on the boat that I'm trying to blow the pylon out of the boat or whatever yeah. you're attached to, right? I'm just coming off and I'm, I'm putting a lean in that equals the pressure that comes to my body from the boat. That's it. I'm not trying to do more. If you do more, you're going to add so much pressure that when you get to the wake, you're not going to be able to hold that pressure. Thus, the ski is going to start to flatten and want to jump again. So what we want to do is come off that turn right at that time that the, the boat and the, and the skier meet speeds drop in arm straight arm straight really trusting that lean and then as i come into the wakes i think about my legs being able to come up and down like a shock absorber meaning i'm not pushing my ski so hard away from me that i'm trying to break the pylon okay i'm just leaning and thinking of my lower body being that 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 absorbing factor I don't know. I think that's a really key thing so that we can absorb those. Like, sure. Even if you get a jump, okay? And this is where it's going to come to. Ideally, we don't want to we don't want to be pulling past right behind the boat. So let's just say we get a jump over the wakes. Well, hopefully you can time the jump so that you land on the down of the second wake just like a wakeboarder would. But at that point, we are ne- we are no longer leaning away trying to keep cutting outward. We have to then you know, start to stand up, hold on to that handle and just glide and take that speed out to that point of which it's going to match the boat. And however wide you get right there, that's your spot. Like you can't, you can't try to pull wider than that. You just yeah. have to, there's my spot, make the turn, arm straight, get in that lean, my, you know, allow my shock absorbers to suck the wake. It's time to stand up and ski out and i think that's like you know so that's the that's the way i would approach it but i think you know when you have bigger wakes people get you know that that's all you can focus on i mean i see some people that you know they'll cut real hard to the first wake and then stand straight up 
and do nothing and just suck up the wake, suck up the wake. And then they lean again and then they come up and they try to make a turn and it's all slack rope. And you're like, well, that's why you're getting that slack rope. Now we can spend, we can spend a few minutes talking about, you know, in order to, if that is your rhythm and that is what you're committed to doing, because you will, you don't feel like you can cut the wakes. Then if you're going to do that, cut the wake, stand up, go through the wakes, cut longer after the wake. Then when you stand up, it is going to take you yep. three times longer to find that speed of the boat to where you guys, you know, you and the boat match again, and then you can make that turn. So you, it's just a, it's a much bigger, bigger uh, sequence of events. If you're going to have to pull after the wakes, like if the wakes are so big that you don't feel comfortable doing what we're talking about here, and you're going to stand up and go through those waves, and then you're going to lean after the wake, then you're going to have to understand that that rhythm that you're setting is going to want to run really big, long, slow arcs. And you can still find a great rhythm skiing that way. So, I mean, I mean, we always push this gotta ski, uh, gotta ski very efficiently. And, and this is what you want, but if that is not reality in your world, you can still adjust and still use these principles that we're talking about and, and understand how, how to overcome obstacles so that you can still have as much fun as humanly possible, given your situation. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because, because then we even just, let's go back to course skiers again. I mean, there's some of the greatest course skiers in the world that just, they don't have the level of trust to, to, to come out of their lean by or before the second wake. And, and so there, there's, 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 some, they are, there's some compensatory moves and you're right. One is, is okay. Just recognizing, okay, I needed to pull just a smidge past that second wake to, to, to get the amount of speed that I wanted to get the width that I'm desiring. Okay, so but so then you're right. Just recognize that what, what's really happening. Okay, so now I'm I'm flattening my my trajectory, right? So I, so just like you're saying, you're gonna have to that that rhythm is gonna run down the lake a little more until you hit that that you and the boat uh, matching that speed. So yes, just just open your rhythm up. Just never turn, you know, ne- never come inside to, to loosen the rope, or never turn before you and the boat hit that of equilibrium in terms of your speed um i think that you know what you're talking about in terms of managing those big wakes i think incredibly important because that's something you know i hear about all the time and and you're right you know relaxing your arms increases your lean a little bit and it also allows you to stay completely balanced right because i mean if your arms are bent your hips are going to sit back a little bit to counterbalance so let your arms go, stand up in this nice, tall, straight body position. And, you know, even think about it in terms of not so much cutting, but just balancing behind the rope, you know, or balancing behind the handle. Cause it's not, it's not about even in high level slalom, if you're running the right lines, it's not about who cuts the hardest. It's about who has the most maintainable cross lake angle, right? So it, it's, you, you, know, you don't have to go incredibly hard. So yeah, those big wakes, back off the intensity a little bit and really pay attention to the to, to your body position and like like you said rossi arms straight nice straight line with your body keep everything nice and balanced um because in the end you know your ability to keep that tight rope is is going to come going to come back to you not having to pull excessively long past the second wake yep yep you know another thing i've just that just kind of was flashing in my head um that I think is really important is to think about the, I, the concept of light feet, light feet. 
Yeah, tell me, tell me about that. I like that. Just, just you know, uh, when you when you don't have a parameter, you know, when you're when you're free skiing, and and again, this will always go back. You can course skiers can take this and interpret it the same exact way. You, when you when you don't have the parameter, uh, I have to make a turn here, or I have to get over there by this point. You know, when when you take that away you can ski more efficiently. And, and so it kind of goes back to that straight arms and the shock absorber thing I was talking about with your legs, meaning that your knees can coil the wake, you know, to, to suck up the wake. But the other thing is you do not need to be applying maximum pressure from the handle through your body and be pushing on the ski. Yeah. I think that that goes back to that same concept I was alluding at earlier, which is we don't, want to try at all ever to pull the boat backwards that is not the name of the game yeah uh, and that's like that is something that is so ingrained in my head from from younger time of from 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 my you know early skiing days and and things like that yeah. it, it was it was this Me concept too. of turn 90 and try to go to that shore at, at, with as much pressure as you possibly can so that you're giving nothing back to the boat. Well, it seems amazing, but it's not. It's not. It's not a real, a, a really uh, <laughs> fun way to ski. It's it's a lot of effort to not ski as good, and it will yeah. it will it will make things harder. It'll make it harder to ski on a tight rope. It'll make it harder to ski closer to that optimal line. So, like when you're making a turn. I guess the idea is think of your feet as, as maybe even hovering, right? Like instead of pushing your knees to straight and pushing the edge of that ski in the water so hard, think of maybe just allowing your arms to be straight so that your body has fallen off the side of the, the side of the ski. You've got the ski up on edge, yeah. but think of your feet trying not to apply any more pressure than that to the ski at any moment at all. Like you yeah. don't need that drive that you're going to, by adding all of that, you're just adding tension to the rope, which is going to want to make you get pulled up through the wake, which is also going to make you want to get pulled to the inside, meaning, you know, your body is leaning towards the boat while it's skiing out towards your turn. And if you, if you're leaning too far in, then you're never really arcing up on that tight rope or arcing up on that, you know, as the weight on the end of the swing. And so it's going to be yeah. very yeah. difficult to manage and understand where that moment that you and the boat meet. And, and, and if you're, if that, if your speed is right there, but you don't have any rope still, you're still going to have to wait until that rope is tight. And so it, I think it's just an idea of like light feet, like keep those things. You, you yeah. don't need to be in a battle back there. It's not a battle. It's more of a dance, I think. No, that's exactly it. It, it. It's just, you know, you, you want to be over top of your feet, you want to be balanced and you want to be on edge and that's it. And, and, and that's the, that's the beauty of it, it of free skiing is that you can really learn the ideal rhythm in relation to the boat. Um, cause again, then, then I get these guys that have been course skiing their whole life and, and, and maybe have never free skied outside of learning to get up on one and they're the buoys dictate their entire approach and 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 if you know and if you're not a core skier you like like 
rest like trust like rest assured that the only thing that makes core skiing hard is when is when you decide to flaw the relationship that you formed with the boat because the buoys are telling you that you have to right so i mean if you if you can really um really recognize and appreciate your relationship with the boat meaning you know where am i how high up am i what is my speed in relation to the boat you know when am i matching when is that moment of, of pure equilibrium when it's time for me to start the, the next turn you are going to be at such an advantage when you if you do get the opportunity or you choose to take the opportunity to to learn how to ski the course because I, again that's that is the only challenge to core skiing. Because I, you know, I tell people all the time, like when they're, you know, trying to convey this this point, like if 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 I sunk the buoys and put you at 41 off, would you be able to link six tightrope turns within the parameters of the course? And and you know, and for most people, unless they they know how to run 41, the answer is no. So it's like right. So you've got to ignore the buoys. You've got to you've got to establish and appreciate and then simply maintain your relationship with the boat. And, and then so that's when it goes right back to that first setup cut. You know, bringing this thing full circle. Like that setup cut is everything. Uh, and then yes, and I love where you're going with this. Just find balance, light over your feet. You don't need to battle the boat, especially if you're not under some uh, some time and space constraints that the that the course um, that the course uh, sets up for you. Yeah, I mean exactly, and you just you just kind of opened up some more thoughts in in my head, which was this is a great reason um, for for you free skiers to have to have uh, a a high end ski rope, you know, so that that has the different shortening yeah. sh- shortening rhythms. Yeah. Because guess what, if you go out there at um, at sixty feet of line, or let's say seventy five, the full the full line, then you're gonna you're gonna start to get good at that rhythm. Well, guess what? How about switching it up for yourself? Challenge yourself to shorten the rope and see how you can, how how well you can you can ski and how close to a tight rope you can ski. If you think of it this way, you know, if you have a really long swing, it's it's easier to to find that that rhythm of the swing, you know. And then as you, if you've ever mm-hmm. gotten on a kid's swing as an adult, that's a small swing. It is very, very, (laughs) very difficult. Even as a person who understands the physics of what you're supposed to be doing when you're swinging, it's very difficult to keep a tightrope up towards that 90 degree chain on on a swing, right? Like that's, but that's kind of what we're trying to do. Like we want to be up near that 90 degree range because that's, that's when the swing gets really fun. Like find that the further up you can arc, and then arc it down on that tightrope. That uh, on a swing is the most fun. And guess what? That's the sensation that is so explosive that it's 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 it, that's the thing that you can't put your finger on as to why you ski. It's that for me. It's that sensation right there of dropping yeah. into that that crazy speed. And then going back to what you were talking about, my absolute favorite students always are free skiers who want to learn the course because they start with great technique and all they have to do is understand timing way different to take a skier who has always been in the course and have them understand about the timing and the rhythm and the swing. That's much harder to teach than it is to teach somebody who already has that about doing it within sure. a, within a within a constraint you know 
100 percent. because i mean and that's exactly it the buoys are static right i mean that the buoys are the easy part they're not moving and, and every course is exactly exactly the same the only thing that's moving is the boat right so that's that's you know and, that, and that's what i think is really cool about free skiing is that it's it's not easier if you will like, it's not easier right i mean it, it's you can't score it it's not judged so there's less pressure and the, and the results aren't measured in the same way but but establishing maintaining this relationship with the boat is the challenge in the course and it's obviously the same challenge when the course isn't there um so i mean course skiers too i think like you know my final thought on this is is, is you can learn a heck a heck of a lot about your skiing um by just getting out of the buoys once in a while and i, I mean I'm not suggesting you do it the week before nationals and all that sort of thing but you know, start of the season, mid-season, anytime you get an opportunity to, to ski at your buddy's lake, to take it because, you know, you can really broaden your sense of speed and space and where you are in relation to the boat um, when you just get rid of those those six buoys.